Hello, hello. This is Casey from the Non-Diet Yogi Podcast. The following is a sample of the bonus episode I produce every couple of weeks or so for my Patreon subscribers. You can support my work and have full access to all bonus episodes and other premium content, including resources and other goodies from guests of the podcast, by subscribing for just two US dollars a month at patreon.com slash nondietyogi. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support, which keeps this podcast going without ads or sponsors. There is an inherent fat phobia and weight stigma in the natural health and wellness communities. We all kind of know and expect that if you walk into a gym or a kind of mainstream fitness place um, or even certain medical centers, that there's going to be some weight centrality and fat phobia there. But the natural health world is interesting. It has this grassroots, more kind of palatable flavor where weight bias enjoys a crunchier disguise. This kind of appeal to nature fallacy and kind of, uh, I don't know, love and light almost kind of disguise masks the same inherent fat phobia that are in the fitness industry that we also find in mainstream medicine. We find that same fat phobia in the natural health and wellness industry, perhaps to an even greater extent. I mean, surely your herbalist wouldn't think that you should lose weight in order to be healthier. Your acupuncturist would focus on your overall health, not the number on the scales, right? Your yoga teacher wants you to attune to your body, not bend it to your will to make it smaller. And surely your naturopath wouldn't kickstart your health journey, quote unquote, by putting you on a restrictive diet that acts as a pathway to body dysmorphia and disordered eating. But no, there's the herbalist prescribing high dose green tea supplements and other metabolism boosting herbs, in air quotes, to help you release excess fat. There's the acupuncturist targeting points for weight loss. The yoga teacher telling you that going raw vegan helped her lose five kilos and that maybe you should try it too. And the naturopath who encourages you to kickstart your liver detox by putting you on a seven-day liver cleanse consisting only of vegetable juices. All of this is antithetical to the naturopathic dictum of treat the whole person and first do no harm. I hear plenty of practitioners declaring that they don't promote weight loss diets, that they don't do fads and stuff like that. And it may be true that they no longer um, do weigh-ins or count calories, but often there are these covert dieting thoughts and beliefs that are still really reinforced by many natural health practitioners. A weight loss focus, even if it's disguised using the terms lifestyle change or weight loss for wellness or cleanse or detox or whatever, some other such rhetoric can and all too often does lead to. So a weight loss focus will lead to these things. Food and body preoccupation, self-hatred, weight discrimination, either by the person or by others. Weight gain above pre-intervention weight. Anxiety and depression, development of disordered eating or an eating disorder, which is, by the way, the deadliest type of mental health diagnosis. Development of body dysmorphia and or exercise abuse. Loss of lean tissue from muscles and organs. Long-term metabolic disturbance. 
repeated cycles of weight loss and regain or weight cycling, um, which by the way, causes insulin resistance and it really ramps up the sympathetic nervous system. Um, And that stuff is at least as likely to increase the risk of diabetes, hypertension and cardiovascular cardiovascular disease um, as simply maintaining a higher weight. In fact, it's more risky to weight cycle than to just simply maintain a high weight. It is more inflammatory to do that. Weight loss dieting has all of these harmful effects and for 95% of people, it doesn't even work in the long term. So two to five years and beyond. The small percentage of people who do manage to maintain weight loss in the long term often go through cycles of weight loss and gain before stabilizing at a lower weight, damaging their health in the process. These statistical unicorns may also have to practice really harmful disordered eating behaviors or even develop a diagnosable eating disorder in order to maintain that lower than normal for them body weight. Whenever we make fat the problem and weight loss the solution, these are the side effects, however unintended they may be. So many practitioners will support the perpetuation of weight-centric practice given the number of clients they've seen who, in quotes, lost weight and got healthy. They make this argument really forgetting about the fact that weight loss stops people from improving their health when it's intentional weight loss. It's really important to understand that for those who embark on weight loss and experience health improvements, the positive effects of weight loss are mostly explained by the adoption of healthier lifestyle behaviors rather than the weight loss itself. I'm just going to say that again because it was really important. The positive effects of weight loss are mostly explained by the adoption of healthier lifestyle behaviors rather than the weight loss itself. Here's some evidence to back that up. So a 2013 review of a number of long-term randomized controlled diet studies, so those are really high quality um, level evidence studies, um, this review showed that the health benefits of dieting have been found to be very small um, and much more likely to be related to the aforementioned those improved health behaviors um, rather than the actual amount of weight lost. A number of other studies indicate that improved health markers come from behavior changes. So things like improving your diet variety and quality, increasing exercise quality, social support, and stress management. And those behavior changes happened independent of weight loss. And as I mentioned, they dictated improved health in, in, in the form of improved health markers, regardless of weight lost. And finally, there's some evidence um, from a few sources saying that lifestyle behaviors like improving diet quality, physical exercise, reducing smoking and alcohol, those kinds of things are, f- are far stronger determinants of death and disease um, than BMI classification. So it's hopefully becoming pretty clear that to prescribe health recommendations based on someone's weight instead of um, behavior change, it's simply just not best practice. And happily, many health and fitness professionals are cottoning on to this realization that 
it's not actually the weight loss, but lifestyle behavioral changes that make people healthier and that health improves regardless of whether a person's body weight changes or stays the same. The change in body weight is kind of like a side effect if it if there even is a change in body weight, but it's those lifestyle changes, those behavioral changes that make people healthier. And as a result of all these findings, many practitioners are now offering weight neutral care, including general practitioners, um, dietitians such as myself, psychologists, counsellors, exercise physiologists, occupational therapists, nurses, personal trainers, you name it. The numbers of practitioners making their practices weight neutral is growing and that is so awesome. And I really think that naturopaths and natural health practitioners, we got to keep up. It's time to get on board with this. And that really is evidence-based practice. So... I often hear this kind of um, response to uh, the suggestion that we don't focus on weight loss, but instead we focus on um, behavior change. I'll have people saying, you know, but I don't promote diets. I encourage lifestyle change. Um, And this can be really tricky because it seems that many of us in the natural health professions really do believe that we are not promoting weight loss dieting, but that lifestyle changes will lead to weight loss. So the focus on weight loss is still there. And these messages are usually accompanied by other messages that thin or lean, as it's sexier to call it nowadays, is better. And if we're doing this, we're still kidding ourselves. Let's get one thing really clear. Promoting lifestyle changes with the goal of weight loss is promoting weight loss. It is promoting dieting. And as discussed, (laughs) a focus on weight loss and the maladaptive behaviors that almost always go along with it. So things like dietary restriction, overexercise, tendency to use weight loss fads, um, fixation on body weight. All these things are incredibly harmful. I really hope, dear listeners, that people understand that there is nothing wrong with changing one's lifestyle habits. I'm a dietitian and a holistic nutritionist. I'm currently completing my naturopathic training. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm 100% in favor of lifestyle changes to support health. My livelihood is almost entirely built on helping people to do this. The problem comes when these recommendations, whether they're related to nutrition or exercise or even meditation, yes, I have seen meditation designed to help people lose weight. Whenever these recommendations are coupled with a focus on weight, this is where we run into problems. So is weight loss bad? No, (laughs) no, of course not. There is nothing wrong with weight loss per se. Um, If someone adopts health promoting behaviors, say they begin walking three times a week or they decide to eat more fruits and veggies and they happen to lose some weight, then they lose some weight. Like no issues there. I'm not vilifying weight loss, but I'm also not vilifying weight gain. I'm trying to be weight neutral. Weight neutral approaches simply do not promote weight loss as a health strategy and they focus on addressing behaviors and weight is not a behavior. Weight loss in and of itself is not the problem, it's the focus on weight loss that is the problem. Thank you.
Thank you.